Welcome to the Person Behind the Pads podcast, a chat with a Colts player about life off the gridiron. Now, here's Matt Taylor, the voice of the Colts. Welcome back to another Person Behind the Pads podcast. I'm Matt Taylor, joined today by Julian Blackman. And Julian, you've seen these before. You know what this is all about. This is a get-to-know-you conversation. We'll talk about anything and everything. One rule, though. No football. We are not allowed to talk about football as we get to talk about you and share some stories and talk about your background. So I want to talk about growing up in Utah. I want to talk about uh, your older brothers, a couple of older siblings that you have, and uh, your musical background, like your dad and your mother and you. You guys all share this musical talent, uh, and and so we'll get into all of that. But growing up in Utah uh, and and playing a couple of different sports, did you always know – how athletic you were. I mean, you were probably like the, always the, the most athletic kid on your teams in every sport. When did you realize that you were kind of head and shoulders, the best athlete growing up? Um, Honestly, at a young age, I was always messing with my brothers. So I, I never necessarily knew that I was the best athlete because my brothers were the best. You know, they would always right. beat me up. And I would always be like, one day, one day, watch. <laughs> one day I'm going to grow up right. and, and really be better than you guys. So I trained. You know, I, I had the discipline at a very young age to tell myself, I'm going to go to the NFL. I mean, like, that's what I declared for myself at the age of seven. Yeah. You know, um, so for me, it was just, I'm going to prove to my brothers that when I'm better than them. Because everyone was like, oh, you're Johnny and Dries' little brother. I'm like, oh, okay, no, my name's Julian, but cool. All right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, I've got a name uh, as well. So I right? definitely had like a chip on my shoulder at a very young age. But, um, you know, it, it matured and it became more of like a, I want to prove it to myself yeah. kind of thing as I grew up. Well, let's unpack that because like you said, your oldest brother, six foot five, more than 300 pounds, I read. He's a, He played guard at Southern Virginia. Mm-hmm. And then your closest brother in age, he grew to six foot seven. Mm-hmm. He's a basketball player, was a basketball player at UC Santa Barbara. And when you were younger, your dad went out and bought helmets and shoulder pads, the whole gear, and just let you guys go to work out in the yard, right? And just let you guys have at it, so to speak. I mean, yeah. those, I guess, you know, those backyard brawls, if you will, how much did that help you in terms of, building toughness and trying to keep up and and adding that chip on your shoulder man first of all it was it was one thing that kind of taught me about fear you know um because my brothers were huge and i was little i mean i've always been the runt in my family my brothers are all really big guys um and it just kind of taught me that it's okay to feel it but to never let that you know stop you from going for your dreams right and so that's just a life lesson in itself and uh you know, for me, it just kind of taught me to always attack and don't be afraid. But, you know, the preparation will take away that fear. And so I just had to learn how to hit those guys and how to <laughs> not be afraid to hit. And then, uh, you know, my dad would always be like, until you hit them, you're going to stay out here. So I'll be wow. like, all right, here I go. Um, and so it was like at a really young age because I remember one of my first football games ever, I got hit and it was cold. I told my dad, I don't want to play anymore. I was like, no, nah, I don't want to play. And so after that, he was like, all right, you're, you're going to tackle your brothers until you're not you got to fix this, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, it worked. I mean, I'm sure you guys went out there sometimes, I suspect. I mean, I've, I've got an older brother. So if it's anything like he and I, you go out there sometimes and you're sort of, you're playing out there in jest and you're kind of joking around. And then all of a sudden, like a a switch is turned and then it mm-hmm. and then it gets real a little bit. Do you ever have those like tipping point uh, experiences in the backyard with your brothers where it kind of got serious there a little bit? 
Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, especially because like they weren't going to take it easy on me. You yeah. Know, my brothers always told me as I grew up that they saw something different in me, um, but they never wanted me to just have it. So they kind of, uh, you know, whatever they could do to help me get better. That's that was kind of their thing. And so for me, it right. got really real in that backyard because no one was saving me. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to go back to that letter that you talked about or that that dream that you had. You talked about at age seven, somewhere in there in that middle school or the elementary school range. Uh, you write a letter to yourself and you declare your aspirations of wanting to go to the NFL. Can you tell us about that letter? Like, wh- what, did you, what did you write to yourself, and how determined were you at, a, at such an early age to make a, a big life for yourself? Um, yeah, honestly, I still remember a little bit of what I wrote. Um, it was in the fourth grade, and we all got to talk about our dreams and mm-hmm. our aspirations, what we want to do with our lives. And for me, I never wanted to have a plan B, and I told myself, you know, I just want to play at the biggest stage, and I want my family to be there, and I want to watch. I want them to watch me score touchdowns. I mean, I mean, I'm on defense now, but I've sure. got one, so it's cool. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but uh, yeah, for me, it was kind of like a, it's either this or you know nothing else. But I, I just very, very quickly, like I told you earlier, just learned, you know, the discipline, and I would, I would go out by myself and just work, you mm-hmm. know, because that's that's all my dad would teach us. Is you know, when we got in trouble, we were working, we were running hills. I was running miles, and so uh, you know, it just kind of taught me to go after what I really want. And yeah. uh, the only way to do that is through preparation and hard work. No doubt about that. Do you still have the letter? I do. Well, my mom has it. So, uh, yeah, my teacher actually sent it to my mom when no he got drafted. Yeah, okay, so, so if, cool. it was for school then? It was for school. Oh, even better. Yeah, yeah. Even better. Do you remember, I mean, what was what was the reaction to by your family when you wrote that letter? I mean, they, they were on, they were always in full, full support, support, right? Yeah, my, my parents were always like, Hey, if that's what you want, just do one thing for us. Continue mm-hmm. to be Julian Blackman. You know, that was, that was one thing that as I grew up, I kind of was like, huh, I see what my dad is saying. It never changed, but to right. always know where I come from, you know? All right. And then going back to your athleticism in high school, you play high school basketball. Uh, you, you're on the track team. And you, you joined the track team just on a whim, right? Just yeah. for fun. Yeah. And you win a state championship in the long jump, which I don't know how you do it. I mean, people <laughs> like you drive people like me crazy because you can just pick something up and, and, and be so so excellent at it. But you actually received Division One offers to play college basketball. You turned those down. But uh, in high school, your high school basketball team won the state championship with you as the point guard. I know you, it was for you, it was all about football, but how special of a memory was that for you winning that state championship in high school basketball, Utah? It was really special, um, you know, especially because I look up to my brother so much mm-hmm. uh, as I grew up. Uh, his name's Dries. And uh, I just wanted to always be with him, do what he did. You know, I was always following in his footsteps. And to win that with him, you know, that's a core memory for me. That's yeah, he was on that, the team with you. Yeah, and yeah. He, was, he was a superstar. So, yeah. no, I mean, I'm always feeding him the ball. I'm like, hey, go crazy, Jay Book. Go crazy. I'm going to go get the rebound, dog, whatever you need. But, uh, yeah, it was just so fun to watch him as a player. And I was just so inspired by him. And that also helped me want to be great for myself, you know, because right. I just saw the work that he put in for himself for yeah. basketball. And I wanted to do the same for football because uh, I knew I was a little short and, uh, you know, football was more realistic for me so that's why I chose that but um, that's a core memory for me you know winning sure. state and then staying in state uh, going to Utah you know just being a hometown hero mm-hmm. and uh, being around all the fans and all my family the, you know that my mom and my, my my little sisters were able to come to all my games and it was just you right. know it was a heartfelt thing for me yeah so the story goes take me back to the situation of the state championship game you drive the lane you dish it off to one of your teammates he hits the game winning bucket with a couple of seconds left take me through that scenario Actually, it was uh, I was supposed to go score. Yeah, I'm not even gonna lie, uh, Matt Craig and I got you, bro. Uh, 
appreciate you, bro. Uh, but I was going up to shoot, but I just wasn't strong enough to get the ball up. So I just threw it and it went straight to him. I said, that's a pass. Yeah, it's like an alley-oop type scored. deal. Or? Yeah, it's really cool. But uh, yeah, no, my coach was like, what do we want to run? My brother was like, go forward down. It was just an isolation play for me. Yeah. And uh, I was like, all right, I'll take it. <laughs> I was like, I'm not scared to take it. But it was for sure. cool. It was cool that my brother wanted me to take the shot, you know. So uh, I tried to, but uh, I'm just glad that Cragen was there to make the shot. No doubt about it. <laughs> Again, football has always been it for you. But how, how close were you to playing basketball in college? Was that at all close to for you? Uh, not really. Um, you know, the only reason why I would have was to play with my brother again. Yeah. But uh, I, I had dreams of my own, like I said. And uh, I wanted to stick to my plan and what I you mm -hmm. know, thought that I was being told to do uh, right. with my life. And so uh, football was always the thing that I wanted to do. Uh, there was always things that almost, you know, took me away, whether it be <laughs> going on LDS mission because I thought about doing that yeah. or, um, you know, just playing basketball. But I just felt really strong about football. So I just continued on the path. And going back to that family support that you, you talked about and you've always had trials and tribulations for a professional athlete. Everybody goes through them. You've certainly had that with an ACL tear, you tore your Achilles. And I've told you this before in other interviews, you, you just blow me away with your positivity and your attitude and always, I mean, everything for you is always on the up and up, no matter where you're at or the perception around you. Wh where does that come from for you? Why are you always able to keep such a, a fresh perspective on things, even when you're going through adversity? It comes from my family. It comes from my mom. Um, yeah. You know, just watching her battle through her life uh, and continuing to follow God and to follow her plan and his plan for her. Um, you know, just watching her and how strong she was, it, it also made me want to do the same thing and, and have that uh, also follow into my life. And mm -hmm. so, uh, you know, with, with those injuries, I didn't want to get myself in a dark place because, of, of course, you kind of, you know, you're by yourself um, when you come through those things, uh, when you go through those things. But uh, for me, it was more of a how can I look at the bright side and what can I do right now in order to stay right. happy and stay positive about this thing. And so I just took it day by day, man, because that's all we get. That's all we're given. That's all we're blessed with is mm -hmm. the day. And so for me, I just really learned how to be present in the moment. And uh, as soon as I started to really, you know, be present and be here, I, I started to realize that I'm okay. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not my injuries. They don't define me. Those sure. are just, you know, things that happen that can help me uh, learn how to be a better human, be a, a better football player, a, a more professional person, honestly. And and uh, so for, for those things that happened for me, uh, truly were a blessing just because they, they taught me how to truly care for myself and to take care of myself. Yeah. Do you see that perspective rubbing off on your other teammates or other people in the building as they are around you frequently and they get to know you better? Do you, do you find yourself rubbing off on other people with that same perspective? Man, I certainly hope so. Um, you know, that's that's one thing that I always take pride in is, yeah. is, you know, my attitude and hopefully other people can be the same way. I just feel like I have an open mind to whatever comes my way. Sure. And I just want everybody else to be happy. Like, that's just how I am. I'm a happy person. I want everybody else to. So, uh, you know, Rigo came to me a couple of times about the Achilles and, mm -hmm. and, you know, I just was telling him, hey, take it day by day. You still got so many positive things in your life. You know, your daughter, uh, your wife. And there's there's so many things outside of football that, right. you know, can bring you happiness. You just got to find it within yourself. It's amazing stuff right there. All right, let's go back to your mom and dad. Your father used to be a local performer in the Salt Lake City area. Your mom, she was a staple in the choir uh, at the church that you went to. She's got a great voice. How, how has music always kind of played a big part of your life? Music is another way for me to escape um, 
you know, you know, sometimes I don't do, I don't do my best with my emotions, but I know, uh, music is a way that I can, you know, get it out and let everything out and, you know, just be myself, um, mm -hmm. just express myself in a different way. And, uh, you know, I'm just glad that I, I had a father who was so artistic in that way and, and was just in love with music. Same with my mother, you know, she was always in the choir, like you said, always yeah. singing and uh, <laughs> always like every time I would hit a note, she's like, ah, you really need to be a little bit like, you need to be stronger here. Use your core, use your core. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, mom, I got you. Um, so it kind of was just always in our family. You yeah. know, we always had instruments around, you know, play the piano. Um, you know, you, I you, play, you did? I, I can. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can play that a little bit of the ukulele. Uh, I pick up the guitar a little bit. Wow. Just depends. Um, so, you know, we, we grew up with those things and me and my brothers used to always just make songs songs together on the piano and sing together like we were the Jackson 5. Yeah, we really we really thought we were something, but it, it yeah. was always fun, you know. Those are things that just always made us happy and uh, those are things that we always talk about when we get together. Like, yeah. We're like, hey, remember when we made that song? It's like, Julian, what were you talking about? Yeah. I don't even know what love was. I was like seven. Oh, I'm sure they still have those. I'm yeah, sure they still no, have they those. Do. They do. And your, your dad, was he a, was he a piano player? Uh, yeah, no, he made a lot of songs on his piano and mm -hmm. then he would take them, you know, back in the day they didn't have um, like digital, you know, so sure. he had to take his keyboard in and he had to go and like actually replay the song on the, in the studio. And so, yeah, that's where I got it from. Which my dad was like, yeah, I made this. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go try it. And, and what kind of uh, music did he play? He's more of an R&B soul kind okay. of guy. Yeah. So he would just sing, you know, more about whether it's, you know, God or yeah. uh, love, or, you know, things, things that people don't talk enough about these days, I think, Indeed. you know, so that's what I kind of lean towards is R&B, you know, things that, right. like that, the real music that can get to your heart, you know, <laughs> that's the real stuff. So you, I take it you were singing a lot around the house, oh, oh, if your mom is, is that, you know, instructional, yeah. if you will. Oh, all the time, I'm singing all the time, I mean, even now, I, mean, I ask my team, is it like, Juice, stop, bro, like, I'm like, my bad. So take me back to, I guess it would be rookie, your rookie season training camp. I don't know what the right word would be, indoctrination. It's always a fun exercise where everybody, I mean, all the coaches, all the players are on site. The rookies have to put on a talent show, so to speak. And yeah. you get up there, you grab the mic with no hesitation, and then what, what else happens after that? I sang PYT, and they were like, they would, I just remember Michael Jackson, right? Up, yeah, Michael Jackson. Guys were crumbling up the paper. That's what you do when you're getting ready to boo somebody. I'm like, okay, you're going to sing. Yeah, I'm watch this, do. boys. All right, all right, you go ahead and hold that paper. I'm about to sing. Go ahead. And I just went crazy, and they were like, oh, oh put and then, the paper down. Just started and clapping. then you got this going, right? Yeah, I was like, let's go. All right, yeah, keep it up. And so it was really fun, man. I mean, how many guys knew you could do that? None of them. I didn't tell anybody. So when they told us, uh, you be ready to sing, I was like, perfect. Yeah. That's, that's exactly okay. what I wanted to do. Oh, man, this is going to. You know, this is a drag, and then you get up there. You just hustled oh, everybody. No, you hustled I, everybody. I was excited about it. I just didn't get booed. That's all I cared about. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, let's go. So Michael Jackson is your guy? I mean, is that your favorite? I love Michael Jackson. Yeah. yeah. Michael's my guy. I yeah. love Michael. So everything he does, is just the way he moved and, you know, the way he sang. Him and Chris Brown, I really loved Chris. I read um, that about you. Yeah, so I just would watch them, you know, try to dance like them, but yeah. you know, nothing like them. But, yeah, definitely it's, gave me inspiration. So what's in your car right now? If I'm in my car and I'm listening to music, mm -hmm. I'm listening to Michael or I'm making my own kind of music. Yeah. I like to make my own stuff. So <laughs> I'll just be in there, just listen to the instrumentals. I'm like, all right, how can I make somebody cry today with what I have to say? <laughs> <laughs> and you go straight for it. <laughs> yeah, and I just go. I just go for it. Speaking of that, I mean, I know, uh, again, you talk about like these, these Instagram posts, these social media videos or these instances. Uh, you know, you, you've also been captured singing to uh, your, your child. Yeah. How much do you enjoy that, bringing that part of your life into a new generation, if you will? I love it so much. It's funny because I, I sing so much to the point where my daughter's like, Daddy, stop. <laughs> like, she'll look at me, stop. Yeah. And I'm like, 
all right, <laughs> I'm done, I guess. <laughs> I'm doing it too much. But no, she's she's adorable. That's and, fantastic. Uh, she sings herself, so all right. you know, I, I get her to sing A Little Mermaid, you know, anything that she Oh, the classics, right? She'll be in there going crazy. She likes to sing Happy Birthday all the time. And so she'll just, just start <laughs> singing Happy Birthday to me, and then she'll pretend to blow out a candle. I'm like, right. good job. <laughs> so do you have music on, on game day? Like, do you have certain songs or certain playlists that, that you go to? Yeah, I, absolutely. So um, when it comes to football, though, I, I have to switch the vibe. You know, I, I listen to more more upbeat music, mm-hmm. you know, things to get me into the zone. So I'm listening to Lil Durk, Meek Mill, you know, J. Cole. Yeah. Guys like that. Those guys kind of really get me like, all right, I'm focused. And uh, But that's the only time. Other than that, I'm listening to R&B, something slow, something chill. Right. Yeah. Or a summertime playlist to get summertime. you between now and training camp. Oh yeah, because I love to dance. So if I'm if I'm in <laughs> if I'm in the summer, I'm I'm listening to Miguel. I'm listening to Chris Brown. Like I'm listening to those guys, guys that'll really get my get my legs going because I love to dance. I'm always right. moving. Tell you what, man, one of the most talented guys there is, one of the best guys and <laughs> most you, humble man. guys. That's this guy right here, thank Julian you. Blackman, with all of your talent and skills and athleticism. Can't thank you enough for the opportunity to talk to you, person behind the pads. Have a great Sorry. summer coming up, and we'll see you in training camp. I appreciate you for having me, Matt.